like no rhyme or reason to how frequently and infrequently we record these things um, and also if you count the first podcast like the average of time it takes us to record a podcast is like every six months yeah yeah it's great so we're back here we are we're wait here. so um, I finally, like, told some of my coworkers today, though, that, like, I was like, oh, they're like, oh, like, what are you doing? Like, let's go, like, come to a concert with us. And I was like, <laughs> you, uh, I mean, you could have ditched me for a concert. I was like, uh, I gotta go podcast, uh, with oh my Oh my god, friend. I can't believe you canceled plans to do this. You're no, serious. No, I didn't cancel plans. It was like, well, I still might be going. It doesn't start oh, till eight. I really hope you do go. <laughs> But I didn't know what to get a lot more interesting. <laughs> I don't know. This is always I mean it's interesting. interesting. Me. I guess interesting is the wrong word. Like fun? No, this is I also have no fun. money to spend right now. I am so broke. So I really, just got paid less. That's I got paid. Real re- you're like acting like you like yeah. oh, cancel plans. Can't go. No, I am uh yeah, I spent all my money. I don't know how I did it. I, mean, I spent the good news all is of my money on my trip. To pay money like, for beer. That's true, yeah. Working at a brewery has its perks. I mean, I would say. Uh, yeah, Amanda keeps yelling at me every single time I bring <laughs> beer home. She's like, we have too much. <laughs> um, what a problem to have. Yeah. Well, we got, like, too drunk on Sunday, and, like... I do one of these things where I think, like, I'm, like, big shot baller. Like, I don't know if you do this, but I'm just, like, no, I think yeah, this is I'm going to buy, you. I'm going to buy, every, <laughs> I'm going to buy everyone's drinks, even though I just met you 10 minutes ago. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is not me. And, and Actually, uh, I have me. no funds to this do this. This is to Matt. I'm like, hey, Matt, I really like these people. Buy them around. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Um, that's me throwing money around for the yeah. for the listeners at home. Cool. Yeah, I got Amanda really drunk. She was really drunk. It was oh, fun. That's exciting. Drunk Amanda is so much guys. fun. <laughs> I miss you guys. Don't get um, all sappy on me. <laughs> so, we were just discussing our podcast, our audience for the for the last podcast that we've done. Like, I feel like we're, like, taking off. We're becoming, like, an internet sensation. I really just can't wait for the days when... An when, internet like, <laughs> like, Clearly. When the listeners are, like, like, giving us feedback. Like, I can't wait for the trolls to come out. 
You want the trolls. I'm like excited for it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, but like, I can't wait to be like corrected. You, oh, you want like a correction? Like you yeah, want Yeah, and also because I keep us. listening and listening and listening to our episodes over again, me. So probably the hundred downloads we have are like 50 of them are me, but <laughs> I keep listening to it and I'm like, oh, like I was so mean. Oh, I like cut you off. And I can't wait for like the trolls to See, be like, I don't yeah, listen. I don't so listen. I just don't listen. I like do it once. I'll listen once and that's it. Well, I can't. Because I think we're really funny. I think we're fucking hysterical. <laughs> but <laughs> but I really like enjoying it. I'm really, I think we're like probably the funniest people that I know. Yeah. TBH, like, you know. It would be great if someone like tuned in last weekend and was like, who is that guy, Paul? He sounded cute. <laughs> like, bring him back. Then we can make Paul sit and uh, miss our and Miss our sound her. guy. It's really just not the same without our sound guy. He really contributed a lot. <laughs> you know, so much. Um, so we started watching, uh, what was that show that you told us? The Sharp objects. Yes, we started like it, like, only the oh. first episode. Only the first episode, so don't spread up any deets. Well, did you read the books? No, Amanda did. So I'm oh actually. Did you? Well, so you're impressive. like an editor. Yeah. Person. No, I'm not an editor. But I did read all you three were. of them because it was the Gone Girl author. Oh, okay. Jillian Flynn. And she, okay. Like, like first of all, Gone Girl. That book just like I read it long before the movie came out, and it was it just like blew my mind like she was so impressive as a writer like how you have the thought process to build that plot is just like I was like you've clearly like murdered your husband like like I just I'm like how do you even know how to do this like just doesn't even make any sense but um sharp objects right did did you ever write I know you like you know I mean I majored in creative writing so I took a few of those classes I don't think I was very good at them I could never write something like that. Like, I, I just don't know how people have that kind of mindset. It's like, whenever I was taking those creative writing classes, they would always talk about, like, the authors were always like, oh, the, I didn't even know what was going to happen. Like, the story just came to me. And I, I could never, like, when I had to do an assignment for the creative writing classes, I could never, like, sit there and not think through, like, oh, how is this going to end? Yeah. So that I can work the story around how it's going to end, you know? Well, I, I don't know. I don't, well, my, no, my ex was a writer and a very, like, good, like, very brilliant writer, and, like, she would just be hours, just, like, typing away, typing away, typing away, and editing and editing and editing, and, like, I mean, I just, I'm not like that, like, I, I 100% understand, and I was just, like, I, she just would always come up with these insanely creative pieces, but it's, like, that's a different brain that's a different mindset and like that's why her and I never clicked because she was so introverted you know and I'm so extroverted and it's like you need like those people who are like so in their heads and stuff like that are like their minds are beautiful and amazing but it's just like too complex for like a uh, it's too complex for me to even I think talk about I mean I think Jillian Flynn has a successful marriage maybe she's dating another writer Maybe, yeah, maybe he's an introvert as well. Maybe you know, like... But, yeah, no, Sharp Objects. I mean, Amy Adams is, like, amazing. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. She's amazing. Brilliant. 
Um, you have did you to start watch watching The so Sinner yet? Did you start did watching not. The Sinner? I did yet? not. I did not give my assignment because I'm in like a deep. I'm trying to catch up on Better Call Saul, and I'm just like in a deep, deep hole with it. Better right Call Saul is your oh, choice. Oh my god! Are you kidding me? It's amazing. It's amazing. All right, maybe I'll give did it a Do you ever watch Breaking Bad? I did, and I like. Oh, I stopped god. watching it because I just it's thought like the storyline was too boring. Too boring. Oh, because you probably didn't get past like season two. Yeah, I'm like in the middle. I'm like when the girl like like, starts. I'm like in the middle, like when she like. I think the last episode that I can remember watching is like the girlfriend like OD'd. Oh, well, viewers, viewers at home, listeners at home, (laughs) viewers. All right. Well, I'm sure. At this point, at this point, if like you haven't watched Breaking, yeah, like the show's been out for on Netflix for literally like five fucking years. If I'm giving you, if this is breaking news to anyone, like it's not like this. Yeah, this podcast is what's breaking billboards right now. Yeah, this podcast is literally what's coming out. It's gonna be on E News that this stupid, yeah, this stupid little podcast is is doing spoiler alerts. How could they on a show that? It's been out for years. Just make sure in the description for this episode you write spoiler alert. Disclaimer. (laughs) No, it's just gonna be disclaimer. Disclaimer. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, All right, should we should we talk about what we're talking about? Did you want to conclude your thoughts? Oh, should we tell everyone like we never ever fucking introduce ourselves? Oh yeah, this is a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We're just like, hey, we're we're back. We're back. Hey, we're back. <laughs> and everyone's just People like, are like uh, what are we back? Like, what is guess this? Guess I should like, tune into episodes one through three so uh, I can get 30 minutes oh, into those oh, and then figure out no, what wait, you're No, wait. I wanted to tell you. That's what I wanted to tell you today. <laughs> While my friend was like, oh, we're in, like, the break room. He's like, I'm going to play a podcast episode right now. And I was like, Uh-oh. oh, God, don't. And he plays, like, the first one. And he's like, why are you guys back? It's the first episode. <laughs> Because it's not actually this. Actually, this is a perfect segue. Because okay, the literal my first thing on my the first thing on my notes for today's episode, <laughs> Amelia Earhart, a lot like episode one of the Broad Conspiracy. <laughs> in that, it disappeared, gone without a trace. Gone without a trace. <laughs> yeah. The pilot episode. The pilot episode. The pilot. <laughs> If you guys didn't know, the pilot episode of the Broadcast series is gone forever. <laughs> We're never getting it back. So, but we are back. <laughs> this is the broad conspiracy. This is the broad conspiracy. Uh, from from New York over there is Tay Tay Taylor, and over on the West Coast, is Ash, your brewer. If you, want, if you want some beer. I'm not a brewer. <laughs> That's another disclaimer. Oh, okay. I'm not brewing beer. I mean, I homebrew, but uh, I'm just on you're the bottling line, guys. because your coworkers are tuning in. Uh, they might be, and I'm just like, no. They're going to be our first troll. They're going to be He's like. not a brewer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I'm like, uh, hello, I'm not that cool yet. Hello. <laughs> okay, so um, we're, today we're covering Amelia Earhart. Um. Yeah, that's I like our that. conspiracy. Yeah, that's a lot it. like episode one. It, that's it. Goodbye. You've learned all you needed to know. <laughs> oh my god. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. So wait, I did have a note. I had. 
I, I wanted to talk about one more thing before we really get into this. Oh, okay. This. Okay. So, we have a friend group on Facebook, and <laughs> somehow, it's a private group, but somehow this random woman got added in. Oh, God. I, oh, I <laughs> thought you were talking about the broad conspiracy theme. No, <laughs> no, no. Well, we do have a broad conspiracy Facebook. You, should get, you guys should follow us, but I'm talking about uh, Nopo. Um. And, but, like, who is that girl? I just want to know who so, she is. So, first of all, I just, I thought that she had been in that group for, like, years. Like, I sort of had this recollection of, like, there being a random person. But maybe I was thinking of someone else. But, um, so, she was added by another one of our friends. But now she's just in there. And I'm, Matt's like, let's invite her on our trip. Like, let's invite her to Florida <laughs> where we're going this spring. Like, I don't know what what we're talking about right now. She's friends with Lauren. Yes. Right. Um her name. But I did tell shout, her I'm going to give her a shout out. <laughs> Jessica. Jessica, hold on. I want to get the full name. <laughs> no, I don't think that's Jessica good. Ray 11. Jessica Ray 11 if you're out there. This one's for you. <laughs> Should that be the name of the episode? <laughs> this one's for you. Just Jessica Ray, this one's for you. Um, but she's like, what is this? And I was like, hi. I kind of like that she responded. <laughs> yeah, I like that she responded as well. But I was like, hey, this is a government conspiracy group, which it's not. Like, it's just our, like, friends group. And she's like, I was like, this is a government conspiracy group. We only meet up twice a year. <laughs> Join our cult, please. <laughs> which is like, I hope she doesn't report us, you know? <laughs> That's your concern. <laughs> That's my concern. I don't want her to right. shut down our Facebook group. We use it to communicate a lot about a lot I mean, stuff. I don't think we're the only conspiracy things. group. This is like our group of friends from high school. FYI. Um, all right. Yeah. That asked about we sold her way into it. I, I got in because of a relationship. That's all. <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. So. All right. Amelia <laughs> Earhart. <laughs> The um, pilot episode. The pilot episode. Um, so, first off, I just wanted to begin the episode by saying, like, hats off to Amelia Earhart, <laughs> a woman ahead of her time. No, seriously, she's, like, really fucking cool. Yeah, no, she's fucking dead ass, like, fucking <laughs> the biggest badass girl she, in the world. She is dead. <laughs> dead ass cool. And also dead. And Oh, R.P. Or, or, if you or, want, or maybe not, okay. who knows, she's uh, the oldest woman alive, if, if not dead. Um, so, she's definitely just dead. to start with a little background <laughs> on our girl, she was born July 24th, 1897, oh, you're really and good. disappeared on July 2nd, 1937, when she was 39 years old. She's the first female aviator to fly solo across the Atlantic Ocean. Um, and some of her accomplishments include, in 1928, she became the first woman to cross the Atlantic as a member of a three-person crew. In 1932, she became the first aviatrix to complete a solo nonstop flight across the Atlantic Ocean. And in 1935, she successfully completed a solo flight from Honolulu to Oakland, California, which is like... And I think she was the first person to do that, though. Forget woman. I think she... I think I read she's the first... No, person. the first person to successfully complete yeah, a so the first solo flight. Yeah, from yeah, Hawaii to the mainland, which is fucking nuts. Like, forget woman, throw woman in the back. First fucking person. Like, yeah. fuck yeah. 
Also, I, I found out, too, that she was part of, like, the equal rights for women. Which is, like, like obviously she should get be. Get your feminism on, girl. <laughs> because she was get more than be, being on. equal to men at that point. She was, like, yeah, she was she's being, like, like, the first. She's, like, mm, your boys can take a back seat. Okay, honey? Also, some interesting, like, anecdotes about her life. Her father was an alcoholic. Yeah. She had a sister who, from many of the things that I was reading, the sister has, has give, been given a lot of credit for, like, keeping her legacy alive and keeping her accomplishments a part of the story, not just her disappearance, which I think is really important. So I wanted to touch on that. Um, she, she they, they had some ridiculous things. So her mother, Amy Earhart, took her children to Chicago. Like, this is after the father's being an alcoholic where they lived with friends later in life, Earhart made an unusual condition in the choice of her next schooling. She canvassed nearby high schools in Chicago to find the best science program. She rejected the high school nearest to her home when she complained that the chemistry lab was, quote, just like a kitchen sink. She eventually <laughs> enrolled in Hyde Park High School, but spent a miserable semester where a yearbook caption captured the essence of her unhappiness. It said, A.E., <laughs> The girl in brown who walks alone was her yearbook caption. And I want to be like, girl, same. Like, if I could have picked a yearbook caption, the, no. the girl in brown who walks alone. Taylor, first of all, I was you a god. You have. <laughs> I mean, it happened. Uh, Taylor has blonde hair and blue eyes and was part of a sorority. Taylor was not a goth, everybody, for all the listeners at home. I did have an industrial bar. In high school for about a month. Just a month? Well, I fell out of a track meet and I never replaced it. Okay. So what everyone is listening to here. Uh, I just wanted to pull out that anecdote. Like, I love that quote. That she identified herself as the girl in brown who walks alone. Like, love her. I love her. She's amazing. I can't. <laughs> She's amazing. Like, for that alone. Like, 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 first woman to cross the Atlantic, first person to fly solo from Honolulu to Oakland, but most important accolade, the girl in brown who walks alone. I mean... Love her. Doesn't make you goth, though. No, I know, but I'm just like, I love her. I just love her. You just wish you could be the girl in brown that walks alone? I would have walked is that, alone is that with saying? her. We would have walked together. Amelia. Me and Amelia. I miss Daisy. Okay. She also was diagnosed with chronic sinusitis, which affected her flying and activities later in life. Sometimes in the airfield, she was forced to wear a bandage on her cheek to cover a small drainage tube. So that's just another interesting fact. These are things you just never knew about Amelia. I just thought we would like to know. So... (laughs) That's a little background. The drainage. I could have lived without the drainage um, <laughs> information. I, oh, did I, like, make her go back to unappealing? No, I, I think more. it's more like here's an adversity. You know, another thing she had to, besides being a woman alone, she also had an illness, a chronic illness that she had to overcome. I just wanted to give a little background. I'm about it. I'm about it. I'm sorry you didn't do your research this week. I did not. <laughs> Just, now I'm feeling the pressure to like lead this conversation. 
Okay. No, I'm I'm just listening. You're just you're just enjoying eating a pickle. Fine. I love pickles. So, um, should we right. get into like the actual conspiracy? Yeah. So, or, or well, let's talk about like what actually the actual events that happened that that actual day. So they left from Papua New Guinea. Um, how did she not get eaten by the tribes? So I that's actually, her biggest accomplishment. I, t- I do have a timeline. Should I go through the timeline? Because I have it written out. I want to hear it. Okay. So June 1st, 1937. Earhart and her navigator, Fred Noonan, who, by the way, total babe. Have you seen pictures? Yeah, he is, he is a babe. He's a babe. Yeah. Begin a projected 29,000-mile trip around the gro- globe, taking off from Miami. So this is, like, expected to be a trip around the Earth, which had never been accomplished before. It's going to be the length of the equator all the way around, obviously yeah. making stops to refuel in between. Um, but just of note, before leaving for her next stop, leaving for her next stop, Puerto Rico, Earhart is quoted as to have saying, I have a feeling there is just about one more good flight left in my system, and I hope this trip is it. Anyway, I have, when I have finished this job, I mean to give up long-distance Stunt flying, she says. So, setting the tone. On June 30th, 1937, this is all 1937, after 22,000 miles, Earhart and Noonan land in New Guinea, which is yep. where you were. Um, and they're like refueling. The next leg is the longest and most dangerous of the trip, and that's going to be a 2,550 mile flight um, to tiny How Howland. Howard. Howard. Howland. Howard Land? I just said Howard. Howard? I, I, I saw, I got Howard out of it. Oh, though. Howard Land Island? Howard Island, yeah. Okay. I, it says Howard Island, the thing that I was listening to and what I was And reading. I did watch their, like, the last known footage that they have of her, supposedly, um, is her takeoff out of uh, New Guinea. Pop Papua New Guinea. Yeah. Well, um, you know what? If she could survive the tribes of Papua New Guinea and, like, not get her face eaten off by them, you know, then I think she's good. Well, because you know they, like, eat people there, right? Just currently or, like, in 1937? Like, yeah, like, right now. It's, like, not decriminalized to, like, eat humans there. Like, you know that what, are they about all, Papua like, New Guinea? Are they, like, all on PCP or something? Why no, are they eating just people's like, faces? I just don't understand. They're just like tribes there, and they like, I guess they sacrifice people, and they oh. eat them. It's Cannibalism's like, I don't know. Maybe it's not that. Maybe they just like cannibalism. I don't know. Jeez. Okay. Some like Ted Bundy kind of shit. I'm not, I'm sure not everyone there is like that. Just I don't be... think everyone there is like that. I just think, <laughs> I just think that they have so. <laughs> not everyone that you meet is like. Mm, let me oh get God, that. Mm-hmm. That is really weird, like, though. That's a really weird anecdote that you're adding to the story. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> you're you like, I know. haven't researched it at all. So let me just add a factoid. That's a real mind, fact from my look, own mind. Go look up popping. No, like, I'm sure it's a, look up. No, I'm sure it's a real fact, but it's like the way that it's like popping into your head is like you're you hear the term. New Guinea, and you think cannibals, yeah. And you're like, okay, I didn't research Amelia Earhart at all, so I'm just gonna throw out this fact about New Guinea. That's a hundred percent what I'm doing. Back of my brain. That is a hundred thousand percent 
what I just did there. Did you that do is, like a some sort of paper mache high school project on Papua New Guinea? No. I was just curious. Uh, I was just I've a been told report. that there's cannibalism. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a book report. Do you know me? <laughs> a book well, report. So you're like you're like I literally never did a book report. A book report. I Do you know me? As if like <laughs> it was a choice. The last time I wrote a paper, <laughs> the last time I actually wrote a paper, I can I can barely put together an email, let alone like a fucking couple of pages. Like, <laughs> like, oh my god! Like, no, I'm not kidding. Like, I think the last time I wrote a paper was my 12th grade senior paper. Okay. Because I didn't go to college, so. Hats off. <laughs> This is like the third time you've said that phrase today. It's like in the, really, in it's the like, podcast alone. Like, what? Uh, just I'm not. Like, I'm, I'm not upset about it. But, it just feels but like a just, day to say hats if, off. If that's your new phrase. <laughs> hats okay, off. Right. Hats off to you, tails. <laughs> all right. Moving back. Moving back. Okay. Moving so, back. <laughs> right, Ju- we're not moving so, forward yet. Okay. So it's July second, nineteen thirty-seven, and they've left. And the last footage is <laughs> of them taking out of New Guinea. Their faces are intact. <laughs> About nineteen hours later, the U.S. Coast Guard um, are sent to ha- ha- Howard Island to help guide the flight, and they receive transmission from Earhart, who says. Uh, we must be on you, but we cannot see you, but gas is running low, been unable to reach you by radio. About an hour later, Earhart relays her rough coordinates to the Coast Guard, then there's silence. About two hours later, Coast Guard officials decide that Earhart ran out of gas and landed in the ocean. So the search begins. And thus begins one of the most costliest searches put in place by the U.S. government at that time. President Roosevelt sends 10 naval ships, more than 60 aircrafts and some 3,000 people to hunt for her. Um, this is an estimated cost of $4 million. And I don't know if that's that time or our time. I think our president probably takes up more money now in our tax-paying dollars just by golfing. So I think it's okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But anyway. Estimated <laughs> cost was $4 million, which is a, like a lot of effort that's put forth to go. Was that $4 million worth of money at, at that time? That's what I'm saying. Time? I don't know. I think it was. Okay. So that's like no oh, no, way. maybe it's, I don't know. No way. That's got to be over no, like it a has billion to be dollars in today money. Yeah. So okay. my, my, my thing is too that um, I was also like looking up is that when she gave them the coordinates, um, the coordinates were for a different island. Were for um, they were on track that would have taken to this. Uh, they were on track to another Pacific island called Garter Island, which was like I think like maybe six hundred and forty miles away from How Howland. Howland, so, it's Howland. Yeah. So, whatever they were declared lost at sea, but this. Garter Island, they searched, it started becoming inhabited, I think, like, a couple years later, and there was said that there was bones found there. Yeah, it's now called um, Nicomar 
Kuroro, which is south perfect, of Highland. Perfect pronunciation. <laughs> Use, ec, flawless execution. So, that's okay. So, so first of all, I just want to say, from July second to the eighteenth, they're searching, and then on July eighteenth, the U.S. calls off the search because it must have been getting super costly. I guess that's like a solid two weeks of time you're putting into it. And back in that day, it's like... I feel like that's not a lot of time. It's not time. a lot of time, but it's all, But I also would like to reiterate that this is one person. It's actually two of two, them. Sorry, two people in a Pacific air zone that like, the U.S. did not have great relations with, which I'll go into in a, a little bit. But like, it just seems like they might have needed to cut off the investigation at that point. It's not like... Malaysian Airlines, where an entire airliner went down and nobody knows what happened. Like, oh my god, I want to do that. So we will, but I'm like, this is one. So this is like one person, it. and yes, it's unheard of at the time. But I think it's it's one person in a flight, and they probably they had no idea what they were doing at this stage because there. How many times did a person try to circumnavigate the globe and their plane go down? Never before this. So they probably were like. This is a lost cause. She's in the middle of the ocean, which is what they assumed. So then, like you were saying, in October of 1940, um, the British colonial administrator of Gardner Island recovers a partial human skeleton, a woman's shoe, an empty sexton box at what appears to be a former castaway camp, complete with the remnants of a campfire and turtle, clamshell, and bird remains. So they suspect something. The only thing that gets me out of this, when they found the bones, because they found bones, yeah. too. So the only thing that gets me about that they found bones is, like, they only found one skeleton, and there was two of them. So they're like, you know, everything that I'm watching is like, oh, this has to be Amelia Earhart's bones, blah, 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 like, has to be, and it's, it doesn't have to be, but... I'm just, I don't, I, I don't know. I just find it weird that if the plane did go down and they did have to, like, emergency land somewhere because of fuel, like, where were both, you know, like, did one of them die? Like, I don't know. I well, guess. The, the, here's where it gets interesting because then throughout the 1950s and 1960s up until the present day, there starts to emerge all these accounts of people that were inhabitants on um, Marshall Island at the time who claimed that they saw Japanese soldiers take Earhart into custody after the plane crashed into the ocean and that they, like, as folklore in this village had been told that there were, you know, at least a dozen natives who remember seeing the famous uh, pilot crash land in the water in 1937 watched her be taken into jail by the Japanese and then disappear. So, and enough so, so the, one of the things that I was going to get into is this, this new um, reports and new discoveries that are coming out in very recently, last year, um, where this whole documentary has been filmed about it. But one of the most interesting parts is that on Marshall Island at the time, there was actually a set of produced stamps that depicted everything that went down with Amelia Earhart that depicted the story of her, her plane going down, Japanese soldiers capturing her and taking her um, into captivity. 
at the time. And there was a set of stamps that they sent out that had this whole story, like as if it was kind of folklore at the time. And this, these were Marshall Island stamps. Um, stamps? like Yes, stamps. Like, it, it, like, like if I'm you're saying, going through customs kind of shit? Yeah, like, like postage stamps. And okay. I'm saying that like because, because for them... There's these people in a, in a very native, localized island. This, beco- this story, like, becomes part of their folklore. Like, this is their culture. Like, right. we live in this remote island where, in the 1930s where, like, we have very limited communication with us around us. This crazy thing happens where this famous, famous woman who's an airline flight crash lands and gets captured and we all witnessed it. So it, it like becomes part of their culture of like, this is what happened to us at the time, but probably never got communicated back to anyone, you know, that, that was able to get the, get the information and knowledge of this happening around the world because it was a very remote localized Island, which is crazy. Like, like that this whole story could have happened and been part of this island's culture and we never even knew about it because there was just lack of communication going back and forth at that time from this very remote place. It's like, it's a world that we, you almost can't envision with the internet and, you know, connectivity of our modern world. (laughs) End of rant. (laughs) Um, I like that a lot. I'm about it. I'm about it too. Um, and that makes a lot of sense. Oh, I feel like we're about making sense these days. What is happening? These last we're two a, podcasts, things are making we're, sense. Things are coming together. I mean, I feel like we could only go up from the Pyramids podcast. <laughs> you really don't like it, huh? Well, I just felt like tensions were high. <laughs> so maybe it was all in my head. Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't know. I, I thought that about last episode. Together. It was all because of the sound guy last episode, though. He really, like, he just, maybe, it's, maybe it was best we didn't have him join again. The third wheel is never good. How's your rosé? Rosé all day. Rosé all day. We had, a, like... we had a beer that we made that was called Rosé Gozé because it was a ghost. Was it a beer, a rosé-flavored beer? Yeah. That's pretty sweet. I want that. It was actually I very go to sweet. Freaking San Diego. I don't have stuff like that in New York. You just have rosé. God. God. Um. Okay. <laughs> so on March twentieth, twenty twelve, Tagar, which had previously launched the Earhart Project to conclusively solve the mystery of her disappearance in the 1980s, 1980. In 2012, they announced that they were going to have an expedition, um, which was bolstered by an enhanced but still blurry photo a British soldier took in 1937, apparently showing a plane's landing gear sticking out of the water. So Hmm. they believed... They had recover in their missions to, I'm going to butcher the island's name, Nicomaro. They had uncovered several artifacts that they believed belonged to Earhart and Noonan, including makeup, paneling from an airplane, a fossil finger, pr- finger bone fragment, a metal map box, shoe parts, 
Um, so this is like the beginning of them trying to discover things. So the most recent development was like last year, I, th I saw. And I saw a Today Show segment, which launched this History Channel documentary of this former FBI guy who was investigating this dis disappearance. So this was all sparked um, by the fact that this guy, uh, Les Kenny, who was like retired U.S. Treasury, but he's now obsessed with Amelia Earhart for whatever reason, um, started researching it for like a decade. And he finally found in archives this photograph, which is taken on the docks of the Marshall Islands. Um, and it's it, if you haven't seen the photograph, I, I think you should look it up. It's pretty crazy. So it's believed to be a photograph of Amelia Earhart. So she's kind of at the end of the dock. Her back is turned towards the camera. But you can see the kind of profile of her face. She's got the short hair that she always had. And then what appears to be um, Noonan, Fred Noonan, um, at the other end of the photograph. So what's remarkable about that, and you could say, like, you know, it could be anyone, but at that time, um, the Japanese military, this, this is confirmed that it's a photo taken in the Marshall Islands. So at that time, the Japanese uh, military had banned all, nearly all Caucasians from entering the island. Um, but yet there they are, two Caucasian people in this photo. Um, there were also no U.S. ships or planes allowed to go into this space. So one of the things that this documentary was saying that I found so fascinating is that because at that time the, the tensions were so high between Japan and America, um, America is trying to build up a new ally in Japan, having just defeated them. Um, so there's all these tensions of them not allowing Americans to be in that area. But then there's also this pressure on the U.S. government of not allowing information about, you know, America's aviator darling being captured in Japan. There's pressure on the U.S. government to put up appearances because they're trying to gain Japan back as an ally um, coming out of World War One. Um, and. Why do, we, why do we why do we why do we why do we give a shit though like we it's not like roles reverse though like I, why do we give a shit about our appearances to them like well we're, we, we don't want we don't want the american public to know that the japanese military captured and possibly executed the american darling of aviation at the time because that would have been ridiculous intel for the american public to have and would have totally painted the picture of Japan as um, the enemy. When we're going into World War II, we've got, we, we want them to be our ally. And we just defeated them. So there's all this like global stuff that's at play that could have ultimately come down to them covering up or just simply not digging into or releasing information on what actually happened to Amelia Earhart at the time. Because, as, what, as this documentary showed, there was all this evidence that, in fact, they knew that she had been captured by the Japanese at the time. Right. Um, that her plane just didn't go down and no one ever heard from her again. You know, there, was, there were... Um, okay, so there was a fire, a file um, in the naval archives that had said... 
There was a, a letter of the National Archives that indicated that she was a prisoner of the Japanese. There was also a letter from the Commandant of the Marine Corps at the time that says, basically, we all know that she was killed in Japan by the Japanese military. The one thing I do want to say, though, about this photograph, and so they spent a lot of time in the documentary, which was called Amelia Earhart, The Lost Evidence, and it was on the History Channel. Okay. Spent a lot of time um, proving that the photograph was, A, valid for the time, and they did prove that. Um, and then they spent a lot of time, like, profiling her and Noonan to kind of match it up, and they proved that, you know, it was very similar to their body types. They, t they had composite photos of... Amelia at the time her back turned to the camera that they could kind of match it up to and okay. coupled with the fact that there weren't a ton of Caucasians in the Japanese that airspace area, sea at that yeah. time and also there was a on the towards towards, towards the right of the shot uh -huh. it's so it's like basically them on the dock this barge in the background and then the barge appears to be towing something um, and the the guy who is investigating the photograph pointed out the size of the barge because he had the measurements and then the size of the object that the barge appears to be towing. And it was about 38 feet, which is the exact length of her plane. And it looks kind of like a plane. You can't really make it out because the photo's kind of blurry, but it does kind of look like a plane that's being taken out of the sea. But the one thing I did want to say about the photograph that's so weird to me is it kind of, like, it doesn't really seem like, it kind of seems cheery. Like, she's kind of, like, sitting on the edge well, of the Well, that's dock. the thing. Like, well, like, that's the thing that, that if, if this photo is her, you know, there's two photos, right? There's one with her facing, like, her back, and then there's, like, another photo of them. No? I didn't come across another photo. Well, I've definitely seen the one of her, like, with her back facing, you know, towards them. And definitely, like, it's up. Yeah, of course. That's up for an argument for sure. But, yeah, why would they? Because they seem like they're chilling. Like, I don't know, you're not like, if you're, so like, the way place. she's sitting on the dock, like, I used to sit on the, uh, on the docks all the time, like that, in, like, you know, Ocean Beach and, like, the bay and shit like that. Like, you know, like, you sit on the docks like that when you're literally just straight chilling. So... Right. If and the fact they that they were, were not together, or they weren't, like, they seemed like they were having a grand old time. Just I wouldn't say school. grand old time, but I would just say, like, they look like they're... Like, they were they're, just hanging out. I would look know? like they're, like, not... Like they, were, they don't look like they're prisoners. Fear. Yeah, right. they, they're not, like, they don't look like they're scared for their lives As, or yeah, that they're prisoners. Yeah, because or, the, the argument is that she was then captured, taken to a Japanese prison, and later executed. Like, that was well, what they expected to happen. The, to the question is, though, the question really is with, with the picture in general, what... If it is from the Japanese, and at this time, this is the right on the brink of the war happening, right? In between. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, it's just, it's a very weird time. Pearl Harbor hasn't even happened yet, you know? Like, it's a very bizarre fucking time. And I just feel like, what would be the, what would be the Japanese gain out of, killing her you know like i feel like like no i don't know because i know so like I they, think to like me, with soldiers with question. soldiers and stuff like that like with soldiers and american troops like they take prisoners of war because obviously they would have and intel like and information and shit like that like she's just an airline pilot so like what well, would she, even what, be well, their she, game? the argument is that she 
but it, it didn't seem to become like she is a known like media person like she is the darling of aviation at the time like this is press that's coming out all the time she is someone that's in the public eye in the u.s so the fact that there isn't any information of it is really strange especially if the japanese had it wouldn't they be trying to like blackmail wouldn't they be like hey we right, got well, where girl? did that picture come from though like w- you know like that's the thing is like where did that photo even come from it was found like in archives i believe it was like hold on i had it pulled up let me find the exact it does look like a plane that picture that you're talking about like yeah it totally does i'm looking at it and it's 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 zoomed in and it does look like a fucking plane and it does look like her yeah it 100 percent does and they matched like um noonan's hairline and was said like which i was like that's kind of sad they're like oh yeah that's definitely his receding hairline i'm like poor noonan Poor oh, Noonan with his receding, receding hairline. And he's such a um, babe. I'm looking up, I'm Google imaging, uh, like, the pictures. Where the photo was? Uh, I'm go- no, I'm just Google imaging, like, Amelia Earhart still alive. My friggin'. And there's a I picture, like- there's a picture of, um, you know, the famous uh, Bigfoot picture. You know, the famous Bigfoot picture of, like, Bigfoot walking and looking behind? Sure. Like that? Do you know what I'm talking about? So you're comparing Amelia Earhart? And no, no, I didn't do this. There's a picture side by side <laughs> that someone cropped oh of Amelia Who Earhart. They need to know about our Going, podcast. like, walking. could be our <laughs> biggest fan. I'm just saying, you know, the Russian, the Russian uh, Yeti and Amelia Earhart, one and the same. First, the Russian Yeti. Oh, my God. I wish there was a Russian Yeti theory, but I didn't really see it. Although, to go back to the Dyatlov Pass incident, so one of the things they did mention in the documentary was that the conclusion of the U.S. government at the time was very similar, in my opinion, to unknown compelling force. Um, it, w- it said the unfortunate flyers were not above water at the time of the crash was the conclusion of their whole report on what happened to no, them. Yeah, the, Which it, the it, guy, uh, and the guy, the friggin' FBI it's guy. It's the who, same exact thing as the adult By pass, the way, it's like, also a babe. Same so he, era. Yeah, and he, and he, his comment, like, where he was like, well, what does that mean? And I was like, you go, man. Um, actually, no, he, he was not the FBI guy. This is a Colonel Dan Hampton. He was the babe of the documentary. The babe. But then the former FBI guy, Sean Henry, goes, that basically means they never found a body or a plane. Which is kind of like what they what happened in the Dietlov past incidents. Like they never found actually that goes back to the pyramids. No bodies in the pyramids. <laughs> D- Dietlov Everything, never found Every conspiracy is, every conspiracy we've related. ever talked about is is related. It's everything what? is related. So I mean, I think the one of the coolest parts of this story to me is that is the whole thing about um, this being part of the Marshall Island culture. Like the fact that they, like I don't know, maybe if maybe if there was like a friendly photo like that, she became like a part of the Marshall Island, and she was just like 
I don't know, one Queen of Queen of the island? Yeah, her and Fred Noonan were just, like, hanging out. Like, that's in my ideal scenario. That's what happened, and that she was, like, a hero down there. I don't know. Well, I mean, the thing is... She is, never wanted to come back. She was just like, I'm done. That's I don't it. think so. She was married. Yeah, that's true. She was like... I would run away with Fred Noonan. She was big shit over here. Uh, yeah, I guess, but, like... At the end of the day, everyone wants to get away. Did, have you ever heard Britney Spears is lucky? <laughs> Come on. She's so lucky. She's a, She's star. a star, but she cries. All right, that's cry. enough. That's okay. enough. We got to get over it. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. We, like, we have karaoke for that, Taylor. We have yeah. a podcast for one thing, karaoke for another. I just think people are. But that was a good Britney Spears so impression cool. on both of our ends, I got to say. And it, and it goes. Um, but, yeah, I, I do think, too, another take, major takeaway is, like, maybe this was, this is one of the lesser-known, pretty grand global conspiracies. Like, like the fact that people, people were always... Are you it, saying this is a broad conspiracy? It could be a broad conspiracy. A bro- it's, it's a broad... Like, literally abroad, like, overseas. Okay, wait. It's abroad. I'm going to lose my train of thought. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm going to lose my train of thought, and I feel like I've done a ton of research, and you're just kind of chirping at me. I'm I'm trying to chirp in. I'm just trying to put in my two cents of jokes here. I appreciate it. It's, like, all you can contribute to this episode. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) It's all I can do. There's all... You know what? If there's one thing I can do, it's... Just shut up here. Drink Bebs. Drink Bebs. Actually, you're like, I'm I'm laughing because I feel like you're taking over like my usual role. Like usually you're like, facts. You're like, no. Like this is, here we go. Like, like coming at me. And like this time you're, you're taking my kind of like backseat, like drink a Bev, crack a few jokes, interject when you can. But I like this spot. About where I'm at. New Guinea and other facts that you didn't have to research that are just in your brain for whatever reason now i lost my thought again good because i was mocking you plan plan no okay what i was going to say is what i was going to say is maybe like most people know this story because they're intrigued by the mystery of her disappearance but this, this photo coming to light, this documentary come, coming to light, really, really shows that perhaps it actually was a conspiracy. It was some sort of government cover-up, which is so interesting to me because here I am thinking, like, this is some, I honestly thought, like, oh, this is like a Bermuda Triangle story. It's not even close to the Bermuda Triangle. Like, I thought it was just in that camp of, like, oh, she just, it just, she was one of the many who disappeared, you know, overseas. Which which is also a very fucking possible fact. Like, that's that's an also very, like, with all the conspiracies, it's also a very fucking possible fact. But she just disappeared into the ocean, and the photo isn't her. Yeah, I mean... A hundred thousand percent, of course. I mean, that photo is very black and white. Um, it's pretty remarkable, though. I mean, I I do. I do agree. And I, so what I are you saying? Russian Yeti? 
I, you know, I gotta go with the obvious Russian Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but I, I, I think that, I think that it could be conclusive that sh- the plane just ran out of gas and they lost they just crashed. where they were and they, they just crashed in the middle of the ocean and died a sad death. That's like literally one of my biggest fears. Or they did land like on a remote island, you know, or crash like right off a remote island and like survived for a few days and that's it you know I and do, ate birds yeah. and ate turtles and, and we're just living the tom hanks life Nelson. Mm. um but the guy the guy one of the men who did the documentary the really cute one dan hampton who was a aviation colonel um he did say he was like i just can't imagine that amelia Earhart, as skilled of a pilot as she was didn't right. have some sort of contingency plan for a right. 27,000 mile flight around the world. At the yeah. same time, she was the first of her kind. Like, you know, it, I it, mean, crazier it, things have happened. Commercial airlines. No, have gone I was down. thinking, yeah, but I was thinking the same thing too is like, you've flown over the Atlantic Ocean. It's not, you know, she wasn't flying across the whole entire Pacific. That's the thing. It wasn't like she was flying nonstop across the Pacific. It's true. Like she was making a ton of little so, stops. Right. And, it, and this flight was like it was, you know. Yeah, only but a couple but but that's what I'm saying. Like the Pacific, the... she could have. I mean, there are literally thousands and thousands of islands between you know North America and Asia. In between those Pacific, those Pacific little islands, there's thousands of them. And at that time, obviously none of them were as populated, if populated at all, the way they are now. And I do believe that it is possible that she, they may have went off course, but at the same time, I feel like the same kind of conclusion. I was thinking that, like, that's where my skeptical thing is at, is like, this is one of her last... She's saying this is one of, like, her last hurrahs, right? Like, this is her last big trip. And she's going to be off with coordinates with this guy who she's probably done a ton of trips with in the past. Like, and that's his job. Like, no, she's flying. That's his job is to know where they're at. And so it's just, plus, like... She's the badass girl in brown who walks alone. There's no way she's <laughs> fucking this up. Come on. She's a badass. She's like the first badass. Yeah, 39 years old. My true takeaway is that I fucking love Amelia Earhart. I think she's amazing. I think she's a badass bitch. And I'm really sorry that I, like, grew up my whole life thinking she got lost in the Bermuda Triangle. Like, I should probably, like, shoot myself over that one. (laughs) That's pretty dumb. Or at least shoot myself in the foot. No, you like running. Yeah, but... Maybe the hands. Hands. Like the left hand. Left hand, yeah. That'll go. Right? You're a righty, right? Yeah. Are you a lefty? I am. I knew you would be. You just, like, give me that vibe. <laughs> I think I've told you that before, but... <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, but I, I only... I'm so I sorry only, I forgot that you're I only eat. I only eat and I only write lefty. I do everything else righty. So my mom, my mom and my dad are 
lefties, so my stepdad has this conclusion because, like, I bat righty, I throw righty, like, I do almost everything else, like, sports-wise, right-handed. And my stepdad has a theory that, like, when I was younger, like, my mom, because she's a lefty, just, like, showed me how to draw with my left hand and showed me how to eat, like, lefty, so... Uh, that's in useless facts that everyone well, on this podcast you, needs you to know. You know, talking um, about yourself because you know nothing about Amelia. <laughs> um, you know what? I bet you Amelia Earhart was a lefty. I'm going to look up. She seems like she would be. She's giving me lefty vibes as well. And I'm on the left coast now. I think next time we should do like the Bermuda Triangle. For sure. That's like, that's like a banger episode. Well, yeah, but I think we owe it to the fans after this sort of half-assed piece. <laughs> I worked really hard. Half, half-ashed piece. Half-ashed. <laughs> I feel like I have so many potential titles for this episode now. So. <laughs> it's like a lot of quotable shit. Um, shit. Man. Oh, man, all right. Well, that's kind of all of my research. That's it? What is your conclusion? Like, what, what, what did you, what is your end theory? Well, in, I, th- in all I this, think it's, though, for real. it's two parts. It's like, could what be I would, one or the other. What I would like it to be and what I think might have happened. Maybe, th- maybe three parts. So I can't, I never, I never really reached like a full blown conclusion, as you know, because from last episode where there was like this pretty plausible theory of what happened and I just couldn't subscribe to it because I just like to think, oh my God, there's so many other things that could have happened. But the... Me and me and Erin, when she was here and uh, Amanda had like an hour long conversation about last, last episode as well. About what happened? Yeah, yeah. We, what, we were is just is anyone subscribed? I just want to know, like, who, like who's on board for like the lover's quarrel? Who's on board for the... Tripped out on LSD. Yeah. Who's well, on that's what we were t- that's what we were talking about. Like we were like that one was amazing. It was well, so good. I, that was a good that was a good topic. Like and good I topic. yeah, I think I want to like save like a banger like Bermuda Triangle or something like that for like our tenth episode or something like that. That's like, a good one. I want to I want to send like the big that's headliners like for like the bigger episode. The, Bermuda Triangle is like. Prep. Yeah, no, Bermuda okay, Triangle is okay. like Should an hour and a half. Anyway, this is your conclusions. Okay. Sorry. So so I do think like it's, I think it's a plausible that she just fell into the Pacific Ocean never to be found again. I mean, that friggin' happened with a Malaysian airline flight in modern age. I do think it's plausible that she crash landed on this island, was captured. But I like to think either in that scenario or that she found a, her in Fred Noonan found a peaceful life together on freaking what was the island? Marshall Island together yeah. for life just being like the king and queen of the island or not king and queen because they just lived a co coexistent life with the native people. They didn't, you know, try to colonize them. They lived very peacefully together. I love I just love the idea. I'm in love with the idea that the fact that this became a part of the Marshall Island culture of like this woman comes down out of the sky like what the hell in the 1930s and 
is either taken away by Japanese military or just becomes part of the Marshall Island culture. But I love the fact that it li lives on and has lived on for seemingly so long without it ever, you know, coming to the forefront of, of American information or intel, whether or not that was a cover-up, I don't know. But just the fact that there were these stamps, that there are all these eyewitnesses that said that it happened and that went on for so long without us ever knowing about it until this photograph came to life is pretty, pretty cool. And, and I, I love that aspect of this conspiracy for sure. That's, so that's my spiel. I'm about it. I'm about I like it too. It. Yeah. I like it. I have no count. I have no counter argument uh, to that. Of course you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Next time come more prepared. I feel like I'm scolding you for like your book report. You did not do, you Oh, me. You're like in our, you're like it. You're the girl, and we like we've said last last episode. You're the girl in my group that it's like, Ashley. Really, you came unprepared again. Yeah, but usually you're more, way more prepared because you like this stuff. I you know literally what, was in the middle of getting. No, no, no. no I was in the middle. No, I was in the middle of getting prepared. I had a really rough weekend. I'm sorry. I feel bad. And by rough, it means I drank way more oh than I should have. All right, I don't feel bad. But. I was going to get prepared yesterday, but then I was too tired because I stayed out late. It was a Monday. Excuses, it was mundane. Next week you'll do your book report. Next week. Next, next week. week. Well, next time. <laughs> um, See you later. Who knows? It, we could come out with a podcast, another new episode next week and surprise you. And we could come out More in two weeks or three weeks or another months. month Who or knows? six months. We are so We're unpredictable. And that's why we keep the fans on their toes. Hats off to us. Hats off. Hats <laughs> off. Bye. Bye.